hot shit you on the day after Corey Elliott. It's tough to uh, it's tough to match that one, brother. Dude, I'm still laughing, dude. I, I, <laughs> hey, hey uh, not just how funny he is. I had never heard that Aaron Judge story where you hit him in a leg with, with an underhand toss on the first day you ever met him. That was dude, a great I, story. Incredible, dude. dude incredible. I, 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 you know, you don't honestly. You forget like being back in the back in the mix with the guys. Like you forget that you know there's. You want it's it's that little perform. We talk about getting your breath. You know, I literally use the tools that I I I I, I, I learned because like literally I felt the stress flipping to him, and I'm like I can't like throw it inside, hit him, bounce yeah. it. I have to like take a deep breath, slow down. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. It's pretty. You know, I was uh, I was breakthrough pro in myself. You know? <laughs> you know what I could never do in college? If I threw beat, I couldn't throw without having a glove on my other hand. Oh, oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I I don't know why I needed it. It was almost like it's like my line of security blanket. If I didn't have a glove on, I could not. I I was a terrible BP throw thrower anyway, because I have like a little tail on my my ball. Dude, but throwing good BP is not not easy, dude. dude it's sorry. It is dude, a, it's an art. Like if I was if art. I was a if I was a coach in the big leagues, I would go find guys that could throw BP. There, there's a guy over here, uh my buddy TJ. Dude, he throws money BP. Obviously, if I went and coached somewhere, I'd be like, TJ, you're on my staff. Like, we'll find just yeah, being a BP thrower. The BP guy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, important like, too. Dude, like for the Yankees, they have a guy named Casey Dykes who's all 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 he does is cage work. Really? So all he does is flips. Yeah. So I I was like, I mean, I relied on Casey and, and Brad Wilkerson so heavy. Like, take it away, guys. Yeah. I'm gonna no. stand here. I'll coach. You guys flip, throw. So every team now has a cage guy. But you tell you the truth, change, you need two. You need two cage. Lefty and a righty. Yeah. You do or just not even lefty right. I mean, lefty right would be nice because usually there is a left-handed pitcher that you'll have for BP. I think there should definitely be one of those. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking. These guys nowadays do so much cage work. These right. guys are hitting all the time. It's right. you know, so you need two guys. I, I believe you need two guy, two cage guys. Yeah. Well, also this day and age, if you really think about it, like guys got to get ready to pinch hit in the fourth and fifth inning. Not like when you played when it's like, oh, eighth yeah. inning, I might get in a bat. Yeah, but yeah, right. You're changing pitchers left and right. And the yeah. other thing is, don't don't forget, remember Pete Alonso, home run king of the world. His BP guy was just throwing him cutters at the at the home run derby last year he couldn't lost dude it 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 goes to show you and this is such for any kids out there or parents out there that are trying to break down their kids and their and their game it's the old ted williams at uh, you know uh, saying you're only as good as the pitch you swing at Hmm. even in batting practice when a guy's throwing 45 miles an hour supposed to be right down the middle but he's cutting a little bit he's sinking a little bit it's not a good pitch to hit. When it's down, you're going to hit a ground ball. When it's up, you're going to pop it up. Mm. It's not 95. It's not 96. So think about how important your eyes are in the game to hunt a zone. Because right. if you're just hunting the ball, you're going to be in trouble. you got to hunt a money ball. Where's the money? What's the one pitch that you really want that you could drive the ball? And usually it's up and out over the plate where you can get your arms extended. So even in BP, man, batting practice – when you get a pitch that's not where you want it, you're not going to do anything with it. There you go, man. All right. Well, we, that's good stuff. We got some. Uh, we have some news. Speaking of spinning the ball, Japanese import Shotei Iminaga. Iminaga. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Cubbies, right? What do we know about? Yeah. Looks like he's going to the Cubbies, man. This guy is good. Uh, over, over, over. Um, his career 
over a thousand innings in his career in the NPB, eight seasons, uh, including a two-five-three with three hundred and six strikeouts in the last two years. Hmm. He leans heavily. He's got a low to mid nineties fastball, slider, curve, and that split finger, dude. Got- like I said, when you when you have that split. And these, I really believe that's why the Japanese pitchers, when they come over to the United States, they do well because mm-hmm. it's almost like the changeup. Mm-hmm. Go look at pitchers in the big leagues, the American pitchers that throw great change, or anybody, Dominican, that throw great changeups. Right. They do really well up here because mm-hmm. it really helps them out. That fastball doesn't have to be overpowering. Well, the split's kind of like that. Right. Because you have to you have to respect that split finger because you're visually going for the heater the right. four-seamer, but that split's coming in hard. And these Japanese pitchers all throw it over there, and they've developed it since they were, like, in high school. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and they throw it differently. They throw it better, you know? And you see you see a guy like Gosman. Right. Kevin Gosman, the reason he's gone to another level of one of the best pitchers in baseball, he's always thrown that split, but now he's, he's really mastering it. Yeah. He's mastering the – he basically is a fastball split guy. Yeah. So you go to a guy like Imanaga. Imanaga has got the slider. He's got the curveball. The split's almost a given. Mm-hmm. You're 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 yeah. from Japan. <laughs> you got the fastball split combo. Yeah. Then you got the slider curveball off it. So that's yeah. why that's why I believe these GMs and 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 teams now are looking at these Japanese pitchers like, hey, when these guys come over, like a Senga and Otani and all these Japanese pitchers come over, they do well over here. Yeah, because that split finger is an equalizer. Yeah, it's like in America when you know you got you got your little baby boy in the, in a in a cradle there, and you put you put the glove. The dad puts the glove in. I think uh, in Japan, the dad's like just put a ball between <laughs> and just start stretching them out. Dude, I'll never forget it. Was it Doug Jones in the eighties who threw a split? I, I yeah, I believe I believe you're right. Yeah, dude, I have this image in my head. I'll never forget. I was a kid watching a. a a Yankee game and they were talking about the splitter and how this guy had such a good splitter and he had big hands and they showed like a picture from the dugout. He used to put a soft ball wow. between those two fingers to to spread it out. almost to try to almost stretch like tear the lig- like stretch the ligaments between, between his fingers. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That's a nasty pitch though. Right. Who, who had Clemens, you know, towards the back end of his career, say what you want about what he was on or not, but he, he called it Mr. Splitty. Was like, who's a, that? Who's that? Roger Clemens. Oh, dude. Yeah. He Clemens is split. in the back end dude. of his career. Yeah. Smoltzy had a little bit of a split yep. too for a little bit there. It was nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, Rob Nen and Brad Lidge used to throw, I don't care what they say. It was, <laughs> they say it was a slider, bro. It acted like a split finger. I mean, thing would just come in and wham. See, like, but I was like, I was said a, a couple shows ago, facing Nomo Hideo Nomo when he first came over, dude. It, it, what was I one for eight with three punches? Like, I could not get a beat on the guy, man. And and I'm I'm sure that one hit I got, I got the heater. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm sure. I'm sure he. You know, I I think I got him with Milwaukee too when he was like, kind of at the end of back end when he was with the Dodgers. He owned me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also read that uh, this guy's uh, he could they're projecting him he could be uh, you know a high two and like bottom out at a, as a three so that's pretty good that's pretty really good get and hey you know Bellinger's still out there they get you wind up with him you wind up with Craig Council 
And if you can get Bellinger back, you've had a pretty good offseason if you're if you're the Cubs. I, I There's, dude, you got counsel. You got I, I really believe the Cubs gotta bring Bellinger back because a couple years ago, before they got Bellinger, what were we saying? Ah, their lineup's a little light. Yeah. yeah. They just can't get it done. And then all of a sudden they started adding some pieces, and then you're like, man, this lineup's actually pretty good. Well, then next thing you know, Bellinger's back to his MVP form. Mm-hmm. That's diff- That's a different ball game, Chinch. When you have a game-changing bat in your lineup, like a Bellinger, that yeah. makes your team so much better. It makes everybody in that lineup better. It makes the lineup deeper. So you can't just overlook, ah, we'll just, uh, we're good. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. Right. You weren't good before you got Bellinger. Now you got him. You went to another level. So they just what they missed the playoffs by one game, two games. Yeah, yeah, they'll be right oh. in there in a minute. Yeah. Nice. It'd be crazy not to bring him back. Yeah. All right. So let's go to something we both. I saw this this morning. I sent it to you, and we both got a little excited about. It, okay. So yeah. yeah. The, uh, if you guys don't know, there's a there's a baseball Hall of Fame trapper tracker uh, that's online. You can go just literally Google baseball Hall of Fame vote tracker. And what they do is they they take the uh, a lot of these guys, especially like the super legit ones who take it really seriously, you know, like the Hamans and the Rosenthal's and those guys, they they tell everybody their ballot the day they they day they send it in. They're like, here's my ballot. And so the way this is broken down so far is that there are how many? There are already 127 public ballots. Okay, this is the, these are the guys. I'll give you one, two, three, four, five guys right now are trending in. Two guys are trending kind of close. I'll give them to you. Adrian Beltre, 98.5%. Yeah. That's not a surprise. He's going in. Yeah. Joe Mauer, 83.1. Your boy, Todd Helton, which I'm sure you're excited about, 81.6. Our guy, Billy Wagner, 78.7. And then our my favorite ever maybe Gary Sheffield 75 right now. So right now we'll just stop, stop there. Those guys are trending to get in, which I'm so excited about all those names. Mauer is, is maybe to me a little bit of a surprise, not that he's on the list, but that he's high, that high up compared to like Helton Wagner and Sheffield, but obviously the catcher, Jumps you up Bat- the batting titles. I-, I think when you start to break down Maurer and you start to really look at what you know, I think the the war the new metrics are helping some of these guys. Like you know, what I mean, like War Jaws, all these. But the war of Maurer, if you look at his prime years as a catcher, mm-hmm. dude, he's up there with one, some of the best catchers. All the guys that he's that he's he's up against are all in Cooperstown. Yeah, and yeah. Maurer won three batting titles, and you know, what I mean, and he won an MVP, and you know, all that stuff. So three oh six career hitter, three oh six career, yeah, three oh six career, yeah. yeah. What, what was it? What, did he have like hundred thirty homers? Uh, home runs, hundred forty three. Yeah, like I knew I was right around, right around Maurer. I obviously played a few more years than I did, but just under a thousand ribbies, nine hundred, nine hundred three yeah. ribbies. Yeah, dude, he was legit, man, and he was a catcher. Obviously, yeah. it is, I, I think it hurts him a little bit. His last few years were at first base. Right. So I think maybe that hurts him a little bit, but at the end of the day, he was a catcher and he did it at a super high level. So I think, and that also puts a wrinkle into things because there's a lot of good players on this ballot. You know, for me, Adrian Beltre is a first timer. That's going to be no doubt. He's going to get in. Mm -hmm. The the guys that are other guys that are sitting there, like Todd Helton should be in dude. Todd Helton's a hall of famer. No doubt about it. Right. Book it. Andrew Jones, Hall of Famer, dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying I played against these guys. I know what a Hall of Famer looks like, period. 
Yep. You know, so he's the greatest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on record and say he's the greatest center fielder of all time. Book it. That's defensive, the defensive center fielder. And go look at his homers, dude. Mm-hmm. Like four, how many homers yeah. do you have, Chinch? Four yeah. something, right? Yeah. So 450 lot. homers. Didn't he hit 51 year? Hold on. Yeah. Andrew Jones. The problem with Andrew Jones is he hung on too long at the end. But now, dude, now if you hit 190 with uh, 30 homers, you're like, here's 20 mil. So, like, did he hold on too long? Right. <laughs> he, he, he hit 51 homers one year. Yeah. 434 homers, 1,289 RBIs. I, I go back to it again. Look, it's not the same position, but if Ozzy Smith made it to the Hall of Fame, I mean, almost strictly based on his his defense. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, he became a good hitter, but come on. He wasn't a Hall of Fame hitter by any stretch. If you're saying Andrew Jones is the best defensive center fielder of all time, just pick any one of the numbers. Pick 434 home runs. Best defensive center fielder and 434 home runs. Come on. Your Hall of Famer. And what was it? What was his career average? It was it wasn't bad. Two sixty. I mean, it wound up being two fifty four. But that but dude, the last couple last years killed it. From two thousand eight to two thousand twelve, he never hit over two forty seven, and he hit one fifty eight in a half a season one year. Right. Uh, right. But like his his like average in his peak seasons. I'd say would be about 265, 270, but that's hitting that's hitting 30 home runs a year for 30 to 50 home runs a year for like almost 10 straight seasons. Right. I mean, come on. I don't understand. Well, I don't understand what do people think he's a PED guy or something? Like, I don't understand why it's even Andrew an Jones. No, no, I just think ah, he got overlooked right? because of that 158 at the end of the year. He was never a PED guy, like no I doubt know. about it. I yeah. saw this, you know, like I said, I played against Andrew Jones in the minors, 96. He played it, he played at uh Durham, I played at Kinston. So we kind of came up together. So wh- this guy was so special, bro. It, 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 one of the best ever, dude. And like I said, when Smoltz, um Maddox and uh and Glavin are are naming you all in their Hall of Fame speech. Right. You went up the middle, dude. This guy played so shallow and could go back like a like a Deion Sanders, you know what I mean? Covering a, uh covering the Jerry Rice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. So, dude, um Todd Helton, he should be in, dude. Like his road OPS is like better than Dave Winfield. Like some of the best hitters out there like, "Oh yeah, Tony oh. Gwynn." Like, "Oh yeah, but he played in Colorado." No, okay. If you want to do that, let's do that. Then go look at his road OPS, some of the best, you know, ever yeah, as yeah. far as compared to some of the Cooperstown guys. Um, Billy Wagner, we had him on a couple um, a month ago, about a month ago. Go watch that one. That was a great episode. Yeah. Billy Wagner should be in the Hall of Fame. Obviously, not all these guys are going to get in, but they should all get in at some point. The guy that irks me and it irks you too, Gary Sheffield, dude, stop it with the voting. Stop voting on what you think, like he's not a good guy or anything like that. Ask anybody that's ever played with Gary Sheffield, dude. One of the best teammates out there. Played to win. Played hard every night. Came to play. Wanted to play 162. And, he, dude, Leland said it the other day. Over that 10-year period, is probably the most feared right-handed hitter in the game. Maybe right. even the most feared hitter yeah. in the game. So, yeah, you're ta- uh, Sorry, you're talking about teammates, and you just said that about Jim Leland. I- I've had conversations with Larry Boa, right. who loved Gary Sheffield. Those are two men right. who do not give praise unless you deserve it and you're a hard worker and you're a great teammate. Think about that. Jim Leland, Larry Boa, 
no BS in the world. And and they love this man as a as a player and as 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 a teammate. That's Come such on. a great point, dude. I remember in 07 when when we went and got Gary Sheffield for the Tigers, he called me. He's like, Hey, got Chef, huh? And he was like so excited, like a little yeah. kid. Leland's like, wait till you see this guy. Wait till you see this guy. You know, and and, and it was as advertised. So there you go. I don't know, man. Some of that stuff, somebody was saying in this article, once again, doing what I can, uh, become more popular with writers later in life. This isn't a popularity contest. These are the best players in the world. If you have 500 home, if you have 1,400 walks and 1,100 strikeouts, you probably should be in Cooperstown with all the RBIs, was a 290 career hitter. I mean, almost like, you know what? Stop with the popularity contest. Gary Sheffield deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And yeah. if ten years isn't enough, get it back to fifteen. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. That's kind I of think, my kind of my little rant, but you know, I, I I think he should be he he should be in. Carlos Beltran's there; he'll get in eventually. Yeah, you know, he's trending quickly, yeah. and and I'm gonna say it because I always like to say it. Lance Berkman, get Lance Berkman. Go go look at Edgar Martinez. If Edgar Martinez is a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. go look at Lance Berkman's was a switch hitter, mm-hmm. has same or better numbers than edgar martinez and he played the field he played first he played center i'm sorry dude playing against lance berkman ask anybody that did lance berkman should be in cooperstown i think think berkman gets in on that on in one of those rounds one of those he should dude if he doesn't dude yeah he's off the ballot right he's off the ballot off the ballot but that's why as long as players of his generation vote i think It'll get in easy. Oh, I hope so, dude. Harold Baines got in uh, that year. No, no offense to Harold Baines. He was no, no. he was awesome. Yeah, Harold Baines raked. But he's Lance Berkman was better than Harold Baines. End of story. (laughs) It's bottom line. By the way, uh, A. Ron and Manny are not getting in. There's not. It's not. And here's here's a question for you, Change. And I'm I'm not sure what the answer is. But if you know, listen, people know that. That guy, there's guys in the Hall of Fame that that did performance enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. We all we all know that, yeah. you know. And whether we want to say, you know, so if that's the case, you know, the speculation on Bonds, Clemens, um, you know, uh, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez. I mean, aren't those the best players of that generation ever to yeah. ever play the game? Like, I know there's guys in Cooperstown that have done performance enhancing drugs. So like, it's, I don't know the whole debate. It's just tough to understand really. Cause you're like, if that guy's in and that guy's in, how are the best players in maybe ever to play the game? Not in. I also don't love the, uh, I don't vote for him. Cause I thought he was a bad guy thing. Like go, uh, go look at Ty Cobb's biography. That guy might've been one of the biggest rat scumbag human beings that have, has ever walked this earth. Right. Ty Cobb. And he is, right. He is lastered all over all over Cooperstown for his statistics. It's just that those are the two. I, I agree with you. It's, it's not. It's not the Holy Land. It's the Promised Land. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, I mean, I'm sorry. These guys are some of these guys are flawed human beings. Like all of us are. Like all of us are. <laughs> all yeah. of us are. Not some of these guys. All of us are flawed human beings. Like huh. we're not going to do things perfectly. There's no such thing. So like to judge guy, you know judge guys on this and that and not judge guys on this and that. I don't know. It's, it, hey, listen, 
I'm not saying it's easy to be a voter. No, no. It's, I'm not saying it's tough. And there's a lot of good names. I mean, we're, we just rattled off six, seven names. I mean, that doesn't, that's not going to happen now. Right. But those guys will probably eventually get in. But, like, there's t- it's tough. It's tough yeah. to put that ballot together, to pick ten guys. Um, but, but hey, listen, if you are a voter, I mean, if yeah, if you are a voter, yeah. You really, really got to take this seriously. Lock it in and quit putting two guys on your ballot and eight guys off just because. What is that? Yeah, Stop that stuff. You know what I mean? If you do that, you should be gone. I, I'm with you. One, one more thing. I just, I, I just smile whenever I see a Rod on there. Because the the one thing he has done that nobody has ever done, whether it's PDs or not, is that he sued Major League Baseball while he was still a player. It's the craziest yeah. thing. You know, that is the funniest thing. That's one of the funniest things in all. Ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is balls. Anyway. All right. Good stuff, man. Okay. So if you guys haven't seen this is seen or listened to the P. Corey Alley from yesterday, and you and you need a laugh, please go. And I'm not just saying Pete was funny. Sean was Sean was going, <laughs> Sean was going blow by blow. It was like watching two uh it was like Tyson uh well, hey, man, you get in the flow of the, when I can get in my comedic flow. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were in the flow, dude. You like, yeah, hey, and sometimes, you know, when, you know, it was, it was funny. I was thinking about that. We're like, we were talking about, you know, the Yankee job, but getting there at noon. I didn't get there at noon every day, but it's better. Co- it's better comedy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Yeah, I mean, hey, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Of a good story. Yeah, exactly. 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 Uh, oh, my all right, God. Man. Dude. All right, Chinchy, man. Great, great seeing you, brother. Uh, looking forward to Saturday with Corielli, but looking yeah. forward to tomorrow, too. Awesome. Everyone out there, thanks for listening. Do us a favor. I know we say it not a ton, but we say it every once in a while. Download and subscribe to Mayor's Office. It, it, it really helps us, and it helps us move the needle. And, and like I said, hopefully, you know, the bottom line is we want to keep doing, continuing to do this show and bringing you guys good content. So if you could help us out, that would be incredible. Subscribe, download, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever. All right, Gigi. Love you, man. See you. Everyone have a great day. See you tomorrow. <laughs>